What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome back. Your boys are back. Welcome to the Great Earth Podcast. Now that that is out of the way, um, <clears throat> serious question for you. So, actually, I'll just ask you the question before we get into like why I'm asking you this. Um, just hypothetically, okay? And I asked Chanel this question last night, too, because I was watching a movie. But anyway, hypothetically, you're a world-class jewel thief, okay? Maybe petty, like in the world that you live in, but you're a pretty damn good thief at your job. So basically, every couple months, you go undercover, you scope out a house with a rich family in it, you find the jewel, boom, and you get paid. So the well, say you see what I house. do? See, you see what I do is I go for the chandelier? chandelier. <laughs> He's like, that looks better. But okay, like let's say you find this one house, right? And you do you go undercover as a contractor for like six months, okay? And you've scoped this house out. You know every square, every door, you know every entrance, you know who comes, who goes. You know everything about this fucking house. And you also know that they have two kids, no pets. One kid is a teenager who's always out and about, so she may not be there when this family's leaving for their vacation. Yeah, one kid that should be going with the family. You decide this one night you're going to strike. You show up. You go to the entrance you're going to go through, which is like typically a window in the backyard or in the basement or whatever. And you see in the ground would be like a bar or an iron spike kind of those things they used to use as dividers in snow like when they were trying to get horses to the barn and stuff you know what i'm talking about right those big iron spikes you see that in the ground with a fucking dog and you know they don't have a dog is that not grounds for a red flag that something is clearly not right you know you know that you you know they don't have a dog but you go in the backyard and they've got a dog chained to a pole Yes, there's a rusty pole and a nasty dog chained to it. Is that not the first sign that you probably shouldn't go into that house? Probably. That that makes me seem like they're suspicious of something going on. There's something going on, right. Okay, the reason I asked this is because I thought I was the only one that noticed this. So I was watching this movie called The Collector. You ever heard of it? I don't think so. It's a horror film from like 2009. It's from the guys that made Saw. It's about this jewel thief that's trying to pay off these loan sharks that are threatening his wife. So he plans a job for some big boss, and he's like, hey, I know this house. I'm going to scope it out, and then I'm going to get in there. Well, he does all that, shows up. First fucking thing he sees is a dog in the backyard and thinks, hmm, and just goes in the house. Well, the twist of the story is when he's in the house, the family that's supposed to be away is actually tied up and being tortured by a serial killer who's booby-trapped the entire house. So this guy's like trying to break out as he broke in and he's like getting cut by razors he's running into fish hooks and nearly stepping on bear traps just to find out this guy that's got this family tied up is a world-class serial killer and he's like fucking with this family gutting them up and shit so the guy's like i gotta figure out how to get the fuck out of this house finds out their daughter's there the little one and he's like shit i gotta save this kid before i get out that's the movie but in the beginning of the film, when he, yeah, he goes to the backyard or courtyard, whatever you want to call it, he sees this fucking killer's dog chained up. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. There was no dog in the beginning of this. He knew there wasn't a pet, and he still went in the house. I felt like I was the only one that understood how weird this was. I was like, they never addressed this in the movie. But again, in the beginning, he knows there's no dog. There's no fucking dog house. There's no pet pictures anywhere. There's no dog. He just sees it and goes, huh. And then goes in the house. And I was like, dude, that would be the first sign that something's clearly not right. Either they're home and they bought a dog or somebody else is in the house and beat me to it. Or it's a sign of fuck around and find out. And you're about to find out. But I see that and I'm like, how come they never like address that? That's so weird to me. 
maybe they do a little bit when he's like, hmm, and that's supposed to be the first sign that something weird is happening, but you know, in reality, I don't think it would go into the fucking house when I see that. That's like that's like you go into a house you're gonna rob and the back door's unlocked. That's kind of scary if you ask me. I really don't find it coincidental. A lot of people do, but I'm like, no, dude, it's not coincidental. Something's not right, usually. So, according to IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic, and both the audience score and the tomato meter, both say this movie sucked. It made ten. It made like $0.2 million, and they yeah. gave it a sequel. Yeah, and they're making a third one right now, which actually they, they closed production on it because somebody uh, stole something off set or whatever, and I guess the production companies like we don't see really any interest in making another one because the second one did less than the first one did as well these movies are only popular by word of mouth so they did terrible in film and theater uh i don't really care for the second one the first one i thought was good it's actually really really good but now, here's the thing too apparently everybody's saying the second one's funnier well the second one's cooler if you ask me because the first one's more of like a home invasion movie it's like if you put Home Invasion. Um, did you ever see the movie Panic Room with Jodie Foster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Panic Room meets Saw. That's basically what it is. It's a torture porn Home Invasion movie. The first one scared the fuck out of me because I didn't read anything about it. Someone told me to watch it, and they're like, the less you know, the better. And I was like, okay. And they're like, you love horror films. You'll love it. If you're a gore hound, you'll love it. And I was like, cool. Watched it. Freaked me the fuck out. I lived with my parents at the time, so naturally I shit myself. Um, the second one is like, uh, okay, spoiler for those who have never seen the movie. The first one ends where the dude actually gets the kid out of the house. The cops show up and they take him on a gurney in a fucking ambulance. Well, the killer somehow escaped and he runs into the ambulance, gets the guy off the gurney, throws him into a special little crate and takes off with him. That's the end. Second one, the guy somehow manages to escape from the casket that he's in or box, whatever. And he goes to the police and then this rich billionaire dude's like, hey, my daughter's been taken by the same guy that took you and I'm willing to pay big money for you to get us into wherever he's hiding and we're going to find him. So it's kind of like an alien sequel. They thought bigger was better and it's more like, yeah, it's more action packed and it is pretty funny. There's parts in it that you're like, this is clearly laughable and it shouldn't be like, I don't think it was meant to be comic relief, but it does come off that way. So like, was really Dwight, not good. Dwight Yoakam was in Panic Room? Why do I not remember that? I don't either. I think maybe he was the husband, because you don't see much of the husband in that movie. I know he gets his ass whooped for a little bit. Wasn't Jared Leto in that, too, as like one of the gangbangers? Yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say, somebody goofy was in that with cornrows. The first time I saw that movie, that was creepy, but if you watch it now, it's kind of like cheesy. You're like, eh, I like Forrest Whitaker and all, but you can only take so much of watching NyQuil and DayQuil at the same time, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what that too looks like. Yeah, I remember, Sorry, I, I remember liking Panic Room quite a bit. Did you? No, it wasn't I mean, I bad. Like I don't it watch the it. Like it came out and I watched. I it freaking came out. Like, it like ten years ago. It yeah, like, it came out a long ass time ago. I was like in grade school when that shit came out. But the reason I was talking about all this is because I was watching that movie last night. It was on my head, and I was like, man, how come he never fucking did anything about the dog? That was the dumbest thing ever. But, um, shit, in terms of movies, I was watching another one tonight called The Forever Purge. Have you seen any of those Purge movies? Yeah, I watched the very first ones. So the first one is very much the best one, in my opinion. It's the scariest one. 
The second one's my personal favorite because the second one actually shows you what you wanted to see, which was the purge in full outbreak mode. Then they made a third one, a fourth one, a TV series, and now we have this one. I didn't personally like the third one. I didn't care for the fourth one because it was very like anti-white. The whole campaign was a Trump hat, so it was very agenda-fueled. This one was too, but not as bad. Like, this one had some definite white, uh, anti-white vibes, like racist white people vibes. And they use a lot of, like, what's going on today with, like, people... Basically, these crazy people were, like, queuing on people. So, like, it's enjoyable, it's laughable, but it definitely has an agenda behind it. Well, we watched it, and I thought it was pretty good, and it got me thinking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, <laughs> the reason why is because I was joking with Chanel. I was like, dude, I know this really isn't that funny, but if this were a real thing... And we had to get into factions or groups like call ourselves like the Forever Written House, like like Kyle, you're my boy, and like put the hands in there. Well, not like this. That looks really Nazi like. But extend the arm. <laughs> Did you see Facebook removed our um cover photo? Yes. I also have noticed on my Facebook profile, fifty to seventy five percent of my posts about Rittenhouse are gone. Like no censorship of any sort, no warning, just gone, dude. Not on my Facebook. And I was like of course, I knew that was going to happen because when it came out that he was acquitted, I actually didn't know about it until my sister like told me. I guess she was like actively watching it live, and I wasn't because they were okay. dragging their fucking feet. You were watching it live, dude. I watched it when they, I watched the rerun of when they told him, and man, I not gonna lie, I teared up a little bit because I just, dude, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a fucking sad moment. Like I feel for this kid, but anyway, my sister was like. Tony, I think that kid got away. And I was like, what? And she's like, I think Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. And I was like, what the hell did you hear this? And she was like, I'm watching it right now. And so, of course, I don't see anything like the first second that I'm Googling shit. About two minutes later, shit starts popping up. And I was like, huh. Five minutes later, the video pops up. And I watched it. Fucking teared up, man. But it was a good tear because I was so fucking happy. This sounds so stupid, but like I've invested so much into this case because I was like, dude... This whole situation is a bunch of bullshit. It is crazy to me that it even went this far. But it's as we've said in our past episodes that this was very much a, they need a scapegoat. They need to make an example of somebody. But we have to do the same thing too. And this is very clearly an attack on our rights. This is, dude, you can call it whatever you want, whether you agree with either side. The fact of the matter is he was defending himself. Whether you're left or right, the fact of the matter is he was defending himself. So he was right in what he did. You don't have to agree with what he was doing. You don't have to agree with why he was there or any of that stuff. But it was self-defense. It was fucked up that it went this far and that it was very clearly politically motivated. So I got invested into this shit. And I was just like, man, I really hope this kid is given justice the way it's supposed to be. They fucking ruined his life. Because he can't get a job anywhere now unless it's fucking doing political activist shit. Like... The only thing this kid can probably do is team up with Sandman and do like, a, I don't know, a comedy duo or start their own little studio thing. They got to freaking sue the ever-living pants off everybody. Everybody, dude. Everybody needs to be taken accountable for this because that is horse shit. Like, I'm sure he is so happy, dude, and so blessed that he probably isn't even thinking about suing at this point. He just wants to go home. But if it were me, I'd be like, no. Uh-uh, no fucking way, dude. That's not fair. That's not right. They always get away with that shit, too. Because I was talking to people afterwards that were like, he got away, that murderer. And I was like, bro, you still believe that? Like, 
after everything that's been presented to you, you still actually believe this dude just murdered people? I mean, he did kill people, but, like, come on, really? I know leftist people, like, I know Democrats who hardcore fucking true to the cocksucking blue <laughs> that believe he's innocent. They're like, no, he defended himself very clearly. You can see this. Any yeah. normal person, if you watch the footage, you can see what's happening here. But there are people out there that believe that. And I was like, you know what? That is definitely – that's definitely at fault of the media, social media at that. All those companies that basically thrived off painting this kid as a white supremacist yeah. killer. You know. The crazy part was like even after the freaking case was done, after the um, the case we saw all this stuff, they were still out there just bold-faced lying about him. Yeah, it's fucked up, dude. Well, now they don't have a choice. I posted this thing, and it's very true. It's like CNN and MSNBC, MSNBC and all that. They don't have a choice now. They have to hate him because they painted him into a monster, and it backfired on him. So he has to be the monster that they created. So you know they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we made a mistake, or congratulations, let's move on. They were wrong. They know that, and they're not going to admit it. They've never admitted when they were wrong. With Sandman, same thing. They ruined that kid's life. He sued him successfully, and no apology, no nothing except for we make mistakes sometimes. Yeah, they, they're, they are definitely and for sure going to be apologizing when he's taking millions and millions of dollars from him. Dude, I, I, I did talk to a buddy who's like very anti like Kyle Rittenhouse and all that, and he was like, I bet you this fuck up is going to cost CNN a lot of money. I can see them having some financial issues over this. And I was like, I don't think so, really. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, well, probably. Like, maybe not, like, bankrupt or they can't be on TV anymore, but this is going to be a pretty big deal financially and in terms of viewership because things like this happen to slip through the cracks for people out there that watch CNN, and they go, I feel like this information that's been given to me is kind of wrong. And they start to question shit. So they're going to lose a lot of viewers, sure. Probably going to lose a lot of money. I really hope he fucking buries them, but that's all, you know, in the future. We'll see what happens there. I think it'd be cool as fuck if him and Nick Sandman got together and tag-teamed the fuck out of them, like DX style. <laughs> it would be cool, dude. I hate CNN so much. And you know what, dude? I'm not a biased person. Fox News is also equally to blame for a lot of things. But CNN has to be hands down the worst fucking news corporation no, out there. MS, MSNBC is. Oh, they're terrible. I mean, they're they're fucking horrible. A lot of them are actually. Now that I think about it, you know how hard it is to find anything that's not biased. Like, you know me, dude. I love the Daily Wire, but that is technically biased too. The only difference is they don't put a lot of emotion into what they write. They put out their the facts of the case, the matter, and then they put in their opinion, which is fine. Every and they're honest. They're like, yo, guess what? They're like, oh, yeah, guess what? We're super biased. So if you listen to us, that's your fault. Yeah, they're uh, honest. These other the people are like, oh, we're, 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 we're not um, partisan. Yeah, and that's a problem. That's they good. lie like motherfuckers. And you've seen things where there's ex-employees of CNN, MSNBC that are called whistleblowers that are like, dude, they literally tell us to look for shit and make people divided. And they do. The news is definitely to blame for a lot of the issues in this world right now, not just movies. It's the news, a big part of it, because let's be honest, who here really watches 
movies passionately as they do the news. I watch the fucking news every morning just because, not even to get information. It's more I just want to see what's going on. But I watch all different types, dude. I have a really hard time sitting through CNN, but I'll watch it anyway because it's like panel for panel. CNN, Fox News, both at each other's throats. Like I kind of want to hear both sides of the story, even though we never get the real facts of either fucking story. So you got to go elsewhere. You got to go to like independent sources, and those aren't always accurate. That's kind of like a, that's like trusting somebody with your money. Like hey, here. Put it in a savings account for me. You got to really hope that they're going to provide for you. So, you know, I like to watch them, though, just because I'm like, you know, I want to see who's telling what side of the story, who's painting what side. Like CNN very much, uh, MSNBC as well, painted Kyle Rittenhouse as a racist white kid. It was bad that he was pro-Trump and pro-thin blue line. Like they made it sound like it was a horrible thing that he was for all those things. Right. And that's kind of annoying. It's like, God damn, dude, you guys do this all the fucking time. And Fox News does that too, though, with a lot of left stuff. They they paint the other side as horrible, which a lot of it is. But the problem is it's the exact same thing. It's fighting evil with evil. Or, you know, that old saying, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Right, exactly. It's It's not fair, but it's also like one of those things where what else do you do, though? Because I'm a firm believer in talking to people as humans and debating it with them as humanly awesome as possible. But the second you start acting like an asshole, I'm probably going to do it back. It's not okay, but there's only so much you can take. It gets annoying when you got like this fucking 19 year old kid with pink hair screaming in your face. And you're like, dude, you're really starting to piss me off. Like I'm going to either hit you or I'm going to hit you with some facts. Mm. But no, this whole Rittenhouse thing was a fucking joke. It shouldn't have been like that, man. That's bullshit. I was so happy for him. I was like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Way to go, dude. I was like posting on social media like, hell yeah, motherfuckers. America wins. Get over it. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't because I was happy, too. It was also the fact that I just wanted to see how mad some people would get. So I was feeding in. I was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit with Twitter, and I was fighting with people left and right. Dude, it was awesome. But... That shit's a rabbit hole. We'll talk about that some other time, but I am very pleased with the results. That's the correct result. It should have been that way the whole time. As I've said a million times already, it never should have went to court. This shouldn't have been on the news because if this was any other case that wasn't politically divided as ever, no one would have cared. If this was something that happened outside, no one would have gave a shit. And now here's the question for you that um I've been curious about, because I figured you probably know the answer to this more than I would. So there's a, a thing out there I saw that said that Gage, the motherfucker that became a left-handed person, um, he traveled further to get to Kenosha than um, Homeboy did. Right. And nobody ever brought that up. Somebody had to tell me about that. I was like, what? I thought he lived there. So I was looking it up, and I was like, why is no one tripping over this? Or how come the felon has a gun? Isn't that like something they always worry about? The wrong people getting guns? But of course, it's because this dude's white and he's out there protecting property from these assholes that are burning shit down. I get into arguments with people about this all the time. Like, he shouldn't have been there. That's not his business. I'm like, no, you're absolutely right. He shouldn't have been there. I'm happy he was there. We need more people like that. It's one of those things. It's like, yeah, sure. He shouldn't have been there. It's his choice, though. And you know what? We need more people like that. Just because he was stupid and was there does not mean 
that he should, doesn't have the right to defend himself. Right. What's he supposed to do? Sit there and take it? Like, yeah, exactly. The fuck? Oh, they're like, well, he had a handgun and Rittenhouse had a. I'm like, dude, a gun is a gun, period. But what this boils down to is it purely just it boils down to these people don't believe that you have a right to defend your home because they don't or your life, and they want to see people's lives destroyed yep. because because they don't like freedom. They don't and, want you to protect your property. And whether you believe Kyle Rittenhouse should have been there or not, this is a win mm-hmm. for America. It is. Because it's an attack on a lot of amendments, especially the freedom of speech. You know that whole situation where the judge was grilling motherfucker for questioning yeah. questioning him? And I'm like, the judge has a point, though. That's always been the case. Like, what makes you think you can ask that type of question the idea that he had that mindset was really stupid, but it goes to yeah, show was, that's all of them. Yeah, he was saying that um, he was saying that like you, it has been in all of history forever. Yes. It has been people have a right to remain silent. How dare you um, question that? Right, or how dare you even get upset that somebody was like, dude. I'm so sick of neighborhoods getting burned down. What if it had been someone that actually lived there and I'm like, no, dude, this is my mom and dad's fucking shop. They've owned this and they put their sweat and blood into this. I'm going outside with a gun. You guys are not going to riot and loot. And then for the people outside to go, oh, oh my God, they got guns. Like, what do you think was going to happen? Like, did you really expect them to sit there and go, yeah, it's okay. I totally understand why you guys are doing this. You have every right to be upset to the extent that you can go out here and murder people and burn shit down. That's a dumb mindset. So what happens. I, I said on Facebook today, people found out. That's a very, this is a very clear case of fuck around and find out. And it goes to show, too, man, a lot of people are tired of this. There are so many people that are like, no, it is getting scary. You know, my sister is a good example. You know, I told you that she was very liberal and like she had traditional values, but she's very liberal and she's very open minded or whatever they want to call it. Well, just recently she's like, dude, it's getting scary out there. I was like, yeah, it's been that way for a very long time. She's like, nah, it's getting worse. Like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. She's like, that kid was just defending himself. How can this be? And I was like, well, duh, welcome to the conversation. That's what a lot of people right. are getting tired of. They're like, how is nobody questioning these things? This is really weird that we can't talk. And, you know, it's easy to target a mindset too, like kids, especially teenagers, because we all go through a rebellious phase. Unfortunately, we have people that are called teachers, not all of them, but a good majority of them, that take advantage of that. And they fuck with these kids' heads. That's not okay, but they do it. And then these kids go out into the real world. And they start believing in this shit about not being able to have the right to talk because there's such thing as hate speech and all this stuff. And like really ridiculous, preposterous shit. Right. One of the biggest ones I can't stand, dude. I heard this term the other day. Um, God damn it. I just lost it. Oh, we've talked about this before, but white woman syndrome. That's annoying. Or uh, just just having to hear the word white in general, like, dude, if you have to put a color in front of something when you're talking about it, that's kind of racist. 
it'd be different if you were like, hey, the suspect is a black male. Even then, in my line of business, you say African-American male. But people get offended by that, so we have to say um, transient or vagrant, which are technically terms for homeless. So it gets a little wishy-washy. But to sit there and go, well, these white, straight males, like, that sounds hateful. You can't say that, though, of course, because, you know, again, as the point of what we're discussing, that's the world we live in. You shouldn't have to say that, though. That's fucked up. That'd be like me saying, you know, it's a lot of violent black people out there. Like, that gives off some fucking racy vibes. It's the same thing when you right. say white. It drives me insane that people actually believe you can't be racist to white people. Like, would you come up with the term and you decided how it works? It's a natural thing. Well, it's not natural, but it's a natural feeling that happens when people hate other people because of the color of their skin, not because of the origin. You can't, like, pick a race that doesn't get to be treated like shit and one that does Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's like finding your own definition for shit. The same thing with what Oprah Winfrey said about my truth. I love the bench period. I was like, there's no such thing as your truth. There, there's the truth. That's the truth. That's, that's how it is. But it's crazy to me. That's what, that's the big part about, uh, for me, why I walked away from being a Democrat. Because I was Democrat. I went through that rebellious phase, and I was like, man, I can't stand my middle-class Republican racist family and all these people. But, dude, as the years went on, this specifically for me, it happened when Trump won. I was one of those people. I was like, oh, no, racism won. We're all going to die now. Like, I was retarded, dude. If you pulled up my old Facebook, you'd see some stupid shit. As a year goes by, I'm like, I'm so tired of hearing about Republicans and Trump. Why are we only focused on this? Why can't we see what he can do? That's the point of every president. You're supposed to see what they can do. And when I started saying these things, people that I knew for like my whole life were looking at me and calling me racist, bigoted, white privileged. And I was like, first off, I'm none of those things because I didn't really experience any of them. To me, that stuff didn't really exist. I knew racism was real, but the only racism I ever experienced was from other black people and other Mexicans. The way I said that sounded racist, but. The point I'm making is I grew up around other Mexican people, so I didn't really experience racism from white people, so I couldn't understand how people I knew and loved dearly were like, you're racist. I was like, I'm just asking questions. This isn't what this isn't what I believe in. And then as time went on, I was like, I don't think I'm Democrat at all. But I didn't want to admit that I agreed with a lot of what my family agreed with. I was like, no, I'm not them at all. And the truth is, I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm very much conservative. I'm in the middle on a lot of things. I've said that before. I've got no problem with people being gay and all that. But I have traditional core values, meaning, as we spoke about in another previous episode, I don't believe that kids can pick their gender. I don't believe that kids know that they're gay. Like, I don't believe that white people are inherently racist. Like, that's crazy. That's not, that wasn't me, you know? So that's when I was like, yeah, something's definitely wrong. And I think it was... A friend of mine that I worked with, he was a police officer. He was like, hey, you know, I know you're not really into, like, a right-sided talk, but you should really check out Ben Shapiro, and you should check out people that talk based on fact, not CNN and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. But, you know, listening to him and listening to the other people, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I believe in. Again, I just didn't want to admit it because I was very anti-the-man and shit, you know. but. Right. 
I had realized, no, this is what I believe in. But I portrayed myself as a Democrat because I thought that was the right side. Knowing now that there's a problem when one side says it's us or die. But that goes into my next point, which is a lot of people are kind of more middle than anything. Because I know Republicans that are like bleeding heart Republican, but they still have some Democrat views. It sucks that we have labels. I really think it sucks. But you kind of have to when you're like, no, I'm definitely not Democrat. I understand people that are like, I'm not Republican at all. Fuck that. Or I'm not Democrat. That's horrible. I understand that. But the fact that we have to have labels for everything is kind of shitty. I'd rather just say like, hey, I have conservative values. I believe in loving people and everybody being happy. Because the way I am with this whole race thing, everything that's going on in this world... I just want to follow the rules that's been set forward by my government, but I also want to call them out when they overstep. And I just want people to leave me the fuck alone. I want the government to leave me the fuck alone. Let me do my part, pay my taxes. Let me take care of my family. Stay the fuck away from my house. Stay out of my life. That's all I want. But this new join or die society is fucking scary. I don't like that we're heading that way. I've never liked it, but things like Kyle Rittenhouse is a very clear sign that people are like, dude, it's time to stand up. We can't sit here and talk about change and not do nothing about it. It's kind of, I think it's, I think the whole thing has been waking people up pretty quickly. Yeah. Cause I've, you know, I've seen people change overnight over Joe Biden. Like, um, it's like I said before, I've told you this a million times. I wasn't happy with the result, but it's time to grow up and see what he can do. I knew it was not going to work, obviously, but for the greater good of our country, right? Let's see what happens. Obviously, that's not doing so well. It's fucking terrible, really. But I'm not the type of guy that's just, like, not my president. But I will say fuck Biden because they were allowed to say fuck Trump, so it's only fair. But I'm not going to sit there and go, that's not my president. Uh, yes, he is. He's the United States president. Like, he's the president of America. He is the president. That sucks. It's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm still going to say fuck him. That's like, you know, I love money, right? I love my job, but I fucking hate working. Fuck it. I wake up every morning like, man, I wish I could quit. I'm not going to, but, you know, like, I'll sit there like, fuck it, fire me. I hate this job. As I'm putting my uniform on. <laughs> that's how life is though man I just it's like I said I just want to be left alone I'm totally fine with people thinking that they're trans but don't enforce it on me I don't have to believe what you believe we can exist but you can't like sit there and go there's no such thing as man and woman it's menstruating this and that like no bro that is not at all accurate we have documents stating it whether you believe it or not, it is not your right to tell me I have to believe what you believe, just like it's not my right to tell you what I believe. You have to believe it, too. I'm just showing you the facts. <laughs> you know, like, the fact is, there's only man and woman. You may not agree with it. You may not believe it. Whatever. But you can't go around changing it on passports and demanding that I believe and think it. We're, like, that close to thought crime. Because now you get in trouble for everything. Man, if they looked at my shit 10 years from now and I was a politician, I'd probably get banned. <laughs> Got him. 
Because I've written some stupid shit on Twitter. Not even, like, towards a group. But it was just to be a fucking idiot. Just to be dumb, you know? It wasn't because I was trying to target anybody. It was just a funny joke, and I wanted to get a rise out of people. So, you know, in today's society, as it progressively gets worse, I'd probably get canceled. Most likely. You know what I don't understand that these people don't do, though, that get canceled? How come they don't just use that money they made to start their own business and shit? Some of them do it, but, like, good example, Morgan Wallen. If I were him and I made that type of money, I would just open up my own studio, my own label. I'd make deals with people that wanted to make deals with me, and if they didn't, I'd talk to people that were in the process of doing the same thing, making their own business, and I'd do deals with them. It can be done. We're seeing it with Daily Wire. We're seeing it with uh, Jason Blum, Blumhouse Studios. They have a lot of really left-leaning horror films, but even he has said, hey, we're not here to talk about politics. This is for everybody. Right. And that's a good thing. I respect that about him. He's, I don't know what he is. I think he is Democrat, but I respect the fact that he's like, no, we're, we're doing this for everybody. This is entertainment. This isn't, you get to pick a side. I love Blum, man. I can get into that guy a lot. I think we might have talked about him before, but he's the guy that owns the studio that did shit like Paranormal Activity and the Conjuring movies and, you know, all the shit we have now because his practice is really good. He gives his writers and directors creative freedom to do what they want with their stuff. We need a lot of that because, as you see with some movies, studios interfere a lot. So I do have to ask a quick question. Yes. Why are rental cars so goddamn expensive? Yo, I'm going to be honest with you. That was like a heart dropping moment. So like when I found out my car was fucked, never in a million years would I have done a rental car. But I was curious, like how much would it be, right? The average rental car usually costs between 50 and $200 a day. Yeah. I got lucky with my deal. I don't like putting my personal info out there, but I'll put it out there for this one. For this sake. I got that car, brand spanking new, rental, for basically a week and two days for 212 bucks. That's a good fucking deal. That's Dude, not... we're, to, we're going to Texas, and I'm trying to rent a car for seven days, for one week, $1,497.91. What are you looking at? Like, what websites are you looking at? I couldn't buy a car. Yeah. Well, what kind of it depends on the car you're getting too. Because what I did was, um, I typed in rental cars, and one that showed up was that e um, what one did I use? E rental or e rental enterprise or something like that. It's one of the commonly known ones. Yeah, enterprise. Yeah, enterprise. So, car. yeah. So what I did though is there's a filter, and it's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, uh, something that can fit four to five people. And something that's going to be cheap. So I put in there like below a thousand. And it found me this really small ass car. Uh, I think, have you seen it? It's the I told Mitsubishi Ash, Mirage. I told Ashton I would pay money to see you get into that thing. Oh my God, dude, I hate it. Chanel pulled up with it. I'm like, dude, does this car come with pads? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is a chick car, dude. I'll say it. But for 212 bucks, a 2021, I've never been in a brand new fucking car, believe it or not. I've never been in a car of that year. I've always been in older cars because we could never afford them. 
Well, Chanel pulls up and it's small as shit. And I was shocked at the price. But it's because it was a little ass car. I went back and I was like, what about like a Ford Escape? They, those motherfuckers wanted like 300 400 for a week. And I was like, it's a, yeah, I know. That's, a, that's immediately what I thought. It's like, okay, you know, I wanted, an ex, I wanted to get like an expedition or something because it's going to be six of us and I'm fat. Yeah. And that's that price. So I was like, okay, let's look up what's the cheapest rental car in the entire city. The entire city, the cheapest rental car is a Chrysler 300, 557 bucks for a week. Because it's a tiny car. That's why. And dude, a Chrysler 300 is a good-sized car. It's like a big luxury car. Yeah. But I was like, okay, what's cheaper than that? Even the Mitsubishi Mirage, the economy, is 566 bucks. Well, and the crazy thing about the car I got, it's very clearly not meant for family. Like, I looked at it and it said it could fit up to four people. All I wanted to make sure was that it was four-door. Because if it's four-door, you can fit more people. And I was like, okay, so it's a four-door. Chanel's like, hey, we have a problem. In the back, it can definitely fit two people. But in the middle, where somebody would sit as a console for, like, drinks and stuff. And I was like, what? In the back seat? Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't fold down, dude. It's literally in the seat. Like, it's in the seat. Right. And I was like, so it's not a seat then? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, fuck. So we had to fold up, like, coats and shit and put them down so that way a third person can sit right there. Because it's technically yeah. not a seat. This Mirage that... says it holds five passengers, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't, dude. That middle seat, is a, it's a console for drinks. It doesn't pop out, so it's not, like, uncomfortable completely. They're, like, drilled into the seat itself. But that's still uncomfortable when you're like, I want right. some cushion. So we had to put cushion down. And this car is so tiny, bro. Even my littlest kid is like, I'm uncomfortable, like, sitting back there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. You're going to have to get used to this so we get a car. This is, this was daddy's only option. Because Uber every day for my yeah. wife to get the kids to school and shit, it's like 60 bucks a day. Jesus. Right. So this was more of a cheaper option. I was like, damn it. I don't want to spend 212 bucks. And the way it's looking, dude, until I save up to get a regular beater car, we're going to have to do this rental car for probably two or three more weeks. Like, that sucks, but at least it's an option. Because I talked to the people, and they were like, if you need it again, we'll give it to you for the same price, and we'll keep your, you know, your deposit, because you have to have a deposit. Right. And they're like, we'll just keep it on there until you're done with it, but we'll give it to you for the same price for the same amount of time. And I was like, that's good to know, because we may need it again for that amount of time. I can guarantee we're going to be in this car for up to three weeks. That sucks, though. That's like 600 bucks right there. Yeah, I'm... I'm I've been watching, I told Chanel that if that if I find like a cheap little um, like Ford or I find like some cheap little Ford um, Crown Vic or Taurus or something that if you guys help me buy it, I'll let you guys use it until you get oh, a yeah, new car. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Anything helps at this point. And I'm not even, like, I'm trying not to be, like, panicky or stressed out about it because Christmas is right around the corner. And the way I see it is this. We got pretty lucky because we actually have a vehicle. Like, we got it day of when ours took a shit. Because my biggest fear was how the fuck are the kids going to get to school? I can get to work and get home. I happen to start work 
right at the business rise when RTD starts. And I happen to leave when they're still active. So I'm lucky. If I was working a swing shift or a grave dude, I'd be fucked. Right. Because buses are limited at that time. But I'm like, I can get to work. I'm fine. I'll do the bus. But the kids, that's a far-ass drive. So I was like, we have to get a vehicle. And we couldn't do Uber either because you got to remember, that's three kids plus my wife. And they won't let people sit up front anymore because of COVID. So there was no way that would work either unless we did a bigger vehicle. And those are like 30 bucks. Right. So the price would have been bigger. And I was like, that's just not going to work. So then I, out of the blue, was like, okay, you know, rental car, found one. So I'm thinking, God, honestly, like, yeah, I'm spending some money, but it's not a bad amount of money. And this is really just a blessing in disguise because it was pretty much time to let that car go. Just too many issues. And it's like I've told, it's like you told me. You don't want to invest too much in a car that wasn't worth it to begin with when you only spent so little. Yeah, if exactly. You, well, if you think about it too, my um, converter, we didn't pay all of it. That was like a $6,000 job. But if we had, that's 6000 put into a vehicle that we didn't buy for that much. So, you know, it all worked out. It sucks because, yeah, now I'm in this situation. But thank God I found a vehicle for a decent price. Thank God it's an option. This is, I'm just thanking God, man. I'm not trying to get all crazy religious because I know people don't like hearing it, but me being a believer, dude, I know God has a plan. So I'm pretty lucky in that fact. I'm just scared. Most people are. I tell people all the time that believe in God when they ask, like, what do you do in those moments of crisis? Like, don't you start to question your faith? And I'm like, no, because that's God testing you. He's asking you, do you believe in him? Do you trust him? And God prevails. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll step away from that because I don't want to bore people. Um, there is something I meant to bring up, though. This is actually really critically important. You know, um, one of our past episodes, we were talking about being broke and how to live like that. I was thinking about it today because I went to the dollar store to go get a hamper for one of the kids for the laundry because we went to the Dollar Tree and we got those like the rope hampers. These little nets that you put your clothes in. Yeah. I bought two of them, bro. Two bucks. And so I let Chanel have my laundry basket. And it, they're ripping. They're definitely not meant to last forever. But I was like, shit, two bucks every two, three weeks? I'm fine with that. That's nothing. And somebody was like, just get a basket, dude. Go buy a basket from Walmart. I'm like, those are like $25, dude. <laughs> I'll just stitch this fucking thing. I stapled one of them. It's not going to last very long. But, dude, two bucks? That's not. That's nothing. I don't mind the cheap life, dude. I'm such a poor person. I refuse now to go buy $6 deodorant. I'll wear a speed stick. It works. You just need more of it. Um, I really, really like the smell of bear glove. The, it's a smell, oh, yeah, dude. It's a scent from... So I spend the $4.98 for deodorant. Oh, no, dude. I absolutely love Old Spice. Like... There are times I will do it. Like, you know, I have a lot of cheap cologne that I've gotten from dollar stores and big lots and all that shit. That was a jelly bean that sucked, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, I saw that look on your face. You're like, no. But, you know, like, there are times where I'm like, you know what I really want? That Old Spice um, Ocean Breeze, the expensive can. You know what I'm talking about? The red can that's like six, seven bucks. Once in a blue moon, I'll buy it because that'll last me quite a while. Those last me months. I know people that go through them in weeks, and I'm like, damn, you're spraying too much, dude. Just a quick, shh, that's it. And you smell like gold. 
That's when they go like a freaking kindergartner. They're like, yeah. Like Brad, who's about to play Xbox with his homies, and he's trying to get Adderall. He wears a lot of Axe. I don't like Axe, dude. I used to. It smells too much like a 12-year-old's room. I just can't do it anymore, dude. Old Spice is where it's at for me. I don't mind Dove. Dove's not bad. It's cheaper. I just refuse Axe. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'll wear Tag before I fucking wear Axe. Here's the the issue. Um, So the reason um, Axe got so popular... Because they marketed themselves as a, they really pushed and marketed themselves as this super um, heavy, like for teenagers. Yeah, and it was now, definitely meant for teenagers. And now that we are now adults, they're trying to still sell to us. Like, no, that's for kids. Right. Like, no, we messed up. So. You know, it's crazy out. how marketing works. Right. Like, I know how weird I'm going to sound, but I was watching a documentary on that about marketing towards kids. And it talks a lot about the 80s, how in the 80s, marketing was primarily for children. All the cool toys and shit that we've talked about that we grew up with. A lot of the ancient stuff we had, like, uh, I'm sure you had Ninja Turtles like I did. A lot of that stems from the 80s where those were primarily marketed for kids and parents are like, fuck, now I got to spend all this money. It hasn't changed too much now, but now it's not so much toys. It's more electronics because a lot of kids want that instead. I'm pretty sure Olivia would rather have an iPhone than a Barbie dream house, but I'm not getting her that fucking iPhone because that's expensive. I'm sorry. Like, no. Right. Like, dude, do you have any idea how much an iPhone costs like out the door? Not leasing, but costs. It's like $1,100. That's crazy. That is why I do lease, because here's the thing. I love my iPhone, dude. I'm not a hypocrite, though. I know that Apple has sweatshops, so I'm not going to sit here and bitch about capitalism on a fucking phone made by slaves. I know for a fact it's a shady-ass company. But I like my Apple phone. I love my iPhone. So I lease it. I'm just not crazy enough to go spend $1,100 on a phone. I'm like, you know what? I built up enough credibility with the phone company I'm with. Been with them for like 10 years. I'll take the $50 down or zero down out the door and pay more every month. I'm not paying up front for it. There are some things I will do that for. A phone is not one of them. A bed set is definitely not one of them, dude. Those are like thousands of dollars. Right. A flat screen TV, maybe, because that's not that expensive. A computer, laptop, probably the same thing, because you can find them pretty decent price. I found a laptop a couple of years ago. Uh, it's an Asus brand. Asus is one of my favorites. It was an Asus something. It was like a really thin laptop. Didn't have a a big hard drive. It was good enough for like Facebook and all that and streaming movies. 300 bucks. And they had a payment plan with it. I was like, I'll just pay the 300. I wouldn't do a payment plan on that. If it was $1,000, probably. Anything over like 500 bucks to me is definitely worth leasing. Below that, I think I would rather just pay it. Unless it's a vehicle. I don't like the idea of leasing a vehicle. Because beater uh, cars are recyclable. Well, it's a, the thing is, it depends on what you're doing. If you're like doing it for work, if you're doing it for like a business or something. Yeah, that's different. It's just the idea of being stuck in a contract for years on end. Because think of it like this. The average person puts down between 1000 and 5000 for a vehicle. If you're lucky, about 500 That's still like a $30,000 car. It's going to take you forever to pay that off. 
like forever. But the right. positive to that is the fact that it's a newer car, so it shouldn't shit out on you right away. You have some time until you have to start worrying about fixing it. With a beater car, shit happens all the time. I know we were constantly paying for upkeep on, upkeep on that vehicle, but it was ours outright. I didn't have to answer to any car payments, so that was nice. That's what I like about used cars. I heard someone say the other day that used cars are hard to find. I call BS. He was like, that's well, so right, hard, this economy. The issue is right now, it is really hard to get... Um, One that you want? Yeah, find a good... Um, a used car for a good price because all the prices are super inflated. Right. Like my biggest issue right now with our rental car is that it's not the car I had, which was the crossover. It was good in winter weather. I'm praying it doesn't snow while we have this car, dude. It's so tiny. I'm like, fuck, this is clearly not meant for snow. Our car could get through snow. No problem. Barely slid. It was really good. That's what I wanted, but dude, those are expensive. Finding cars that are like good on the road during that shit is expensive. And they're fucking horrible on gas. Like this stupid little vagina car we have, we took it to go fill it, dude. Guess how much it cost to fill that thing? Twenty six bucks. It was twenty two. It's twenty two dollars, man. Pretty nice getting like thirty two miles to the gallon, isn't it? It is, dude, but yeah, that fucking Ford. With the way gas prices are now, we were paying like 50 bucks to fill it. Without all that issue, though, it was like about 30. You know, wasn't too bad, but it worked for its purpose. So, I mean, I had no problem paying that gas bill. It does suck, though, when you're like, man, I see motherfuckers all the time only having to pay like 20 bucks. What the hell? We had an Audi All Road. That thing sucked. We were filling it every other day. I know it's, and, I know it's a really dumb thing to do, but ah. It kind of it's kind of cringy to say, but ah, oh, I wish I had to pay fifty dollars to fill my gas tank up. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you, dude. I've had so many friends that had Priuses, and I was like swearing up and down I'd never see myself in one. I'd see them make a tank last a long time, and it'd be very cheap to fill. I'm like, dude, I'm about to get one of those. The only problem is, is you got to shove the keys up my ass. <laughs> it's like the gayest car out there, but dude, like it's good on gas. They just look like shit. The, that car, dude, don't honk at someone in that car. You don't look intimidating at all. Like, you know, like, that's a stupid car. Well, my thing's like, honk, please, please honk at me in one of those. I will just run through you. I will just drive through you. Dude, in the Fast and the Furious, and one of them, they decked out a Prius. I think it was, like, part six or part seven. There's a fucking Prius with nitrous. I was like, no way. It had like a fucking spoiler. Woo! That's pretty much what it sounded like. It was terrible. I was like, of course they would do this to a Prius. They fucking decked out a tank. They put nitrous on a tank in one of them. Yeah, I think it went like, I don't know, 20 miles. I'm just kidding. Like, it was pretty slow still. I was like, yeah, very fucking dumb. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I'd buy, if I had money set aside and I was more stable. I'd probably own a couple cars, and I think I'd use the Prius for every day. If it was, like, going to rain out or snow or there was supposed to be some sort of bad weather, then I'd get the other vehicle, the good vehicle. They're good for different purposes, but I'd want them paid off. That's a lot of car payments. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm – right now, I'm – right now, 
I'm I'm fighting with myself because I've already been approved to get a loan for the new Ford Maverick. But I'm like, I don't want a car payment. But how nice would it be to get 40 miles to the gallon in a truck? Good car. Vehicle, I should say. That's not bad, but I get where you're like, I don't know if I want to enter into that kind of deal. Because after we did our little court thing I was telling you about, we started getting all these letters in the mail from Omera and all this. And I was like, this is fucked up. They know, dude. They fucking know. And I'm like, that's not yeah. fair. It's so unfair because it's tempting, but it's like, you guys are some assholes. That's like somebody trying to quit drinking soda. Like, hey, bro, you thirsty? And they got a Coke. I'm like, you damn right I want that Coke. Dude, I started drinking regular pop again. But I have been losing weight because of the cocaine I'm on. Uh, or speed, whatever. That Fendermine shit's really working. Like, I'm really embarrassed to say this. But I'll say it. When I weighed myself on this uh, journey that I was going to lose weight, I was 416 pounds. I'm now 382 today. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. That that took about two months. I lost 12 pounds in a week on this medicine, so I'm getting there. And, dude, it really works. Like, my appetite is so strange. You Like, I think I talked about this before. I'm pretty positive I did, so I'll just do a quick rundown of this. But I'm learning that I'm not as hungry as I think I am. I'm just bored. Because my mind's like, eat more. And I'm like... My stomach hurts. My stomach's saying, you're done, dude. You're good. You know, we went and got pizza tonight. And I was like, I'm pretty hungry, though. Let's get a couple of these. And I was like, I think this will do because I don't eat that much anymore. And she's like, yeah, just to be safe. Bought all this food, and it's all sitting right over there in the kitchen. Like, I had two pieces of pizza and three pieces of garlic bread. I was done right away. Halfway through eating that shit, my stomach started feeling weird. And I was like, yep, no more. And I was like, are you sure? And she ate seconds. And I was like, dude, I just can't eat like a lot anymore because of this medicine. That feels good. Right. It's actually cheap, man. It's saving me some money. If we go eat somewhere, I'm not buying full meals anymore. I'm buying like a McDouble and a small fry. I'm so pissed I'm off. Saying. I went to McDonald's today and ordered a freaking um, McRib. Don't do diet. Don't do diet root beer. Not really. I mean, Chanel likes it. It's not bad, dude. It's just, it's acquired. Got to be an acquired taste. But I went and ordered a, a freaking McRib, and I hustled out because I had to hurry up. Opened up my bag, and there was just two Big Macs sitting inside of my bag. What the fuck is this? I wanted a McRib. <laughs> I was pissed. Like I spent good money. That thing's like what three bucks or some shit like that. Four ninety eight or something like that. Yeah, so you'd want your McRib, not two, three, not two like two and a half dollar sandwiches. No, the Big Mac is five dollars and some odd cents. Oh so my I, bad, I thought, you, I thought you said McDouble. My bad. No, no Big Macs. So I stole from them, but Big Macs are. I thought what I wanted. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing, dude. Like, whenever I get food and it's not correct, I'll deal with it, but I'm mad because it's not what I wanted. Like. I wanted I usually, um I usually would turn around and holler, but I was in such a hurry that I just didn't it. have time. Yeah, it was just an unhappy meal. So like you know I don't mind Burger King, but they're gross, you know, they're just not good. They have a spicy chicken sandwich there, bro, that is fucking phenomenal. I went to go order it one day, I was so excited, I was so pumped. These fucking assholes gave me their original chicken stacker sub thing. 
you know, the long one. Tastes like ass. And I was so mad. I was like, God damn it. I just like want to go. The entirety of that freaking store is not chicken fries, kind of just trash. Well, I was mad. I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah, the right. deal would have been the same price, but I'm pissed. Like, those things are nasty, dude. Most of their food is gross, but there's times where I just don't want to eat McDonald's. It's cheap as hell, so it's my go-to. But, dude, I get so tired of it so quickly. And McDonald's is the only food I've ever eaten where I get really sick from it, but then I'm fine the next day. Like, I don't get sick forever, dude. It's like a couple hours of a bug. But it's kind of worth it because, again, it's cheap, and you can at least enjoy it. It's not, like, terrible. You know, you can stomach it, but my ass says otherwise. I tell people all the time, like, I like McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't like me. Right. It's that simple. I'll be really sick after this McDouble. Be on the toilet screaming and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this story, man, but fucking, I was at work. I had the squirts really bad because I ate this thing called a super burrito from one of these shops inside my fucking building. Dude, this thing is a breakfast burrito with green chili in it and a hash brown and ham, so it's really good. But, oh, my God, dude, it'll turn your stomach inside out, and I had to shit really bad. I'm running to the bathroom, dude, and there's somebody in the fucking stall. But I came in when he was in mid-shit, and he was like, uh, uh, ow, uh. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm going to feel you in a minute. That's going to be me. He was, ow. <laughs> He was he was taking a painful shit, dude. Tony's in the bathroom like, screaming, ice cream. I was dying, dude. I was holding my stomach and I was like, fuck. And I was like, hey, man, how long are you going to be? And he was like, what? Get out of here. It's going to be a minute, man. <laughs> He's just dying. So I had to go use a public restroom, dude, because ours is a private one. Ours is access badge only, but the tenants have access to it, too. So every right. now and then you'll get someone in there. The best part is, is ours has a shower in it, which is really fucking gross. But I love when I go in there and someone's in the shower and I'm taking a shit. <laughs> they get so upset, dude. I went in there and a guy was getting ready. He turned it on as I walked in. He watches me go to the stall and he goes, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. He was so bad. <laughs> I was like, sorry. I love it. I don't know why. It's just, it's great. I wouldn't shower in there, dude. Like, you could live in my building if it was an emergency that popped up, but... I wouldn't shower there. That's disgusting. You're showering in shit particles. There's no fan in that bathroom. Yeah. Someone takes a shower, dude. It gets really misty in there. So it's like a misty shit. It's gross. So I don't know why I'm talking about this. I was just thinking about my stomach hurting from McDonald's. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're not checked out our Facebook page, there's so many great Kyle Rittenhouse memes on Facebook page. So make sure you go there. My favorite one is where it's got Rosenbaum. He's like, shoot me, shoot me. And um, the little girl from Full House goes, you got it, dude. And you got it. Up, and then he goes, next day, the motherfucker was dead. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is the one that you put up there, the don't tread on me shit. Yeah. That was hilarious. The other one was, yeah, the Rosenbaum dude. He was like, so on August 20th, you fucked around and found out. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I, and then I really like the one where it's got a picture of Rosenbaum's, like, girlfriend or wife or something. She's all set. Or a son. Somebody's yeah. son. And, and she's, like, crying. And it says, when you send your riding warrior into battle with a skateboard and only the skateboard returns. Dude, that one has like 400 something views because a bunch of people were sharing it all over. So it's got a ton of views. I'm like, dude, this is probably a controversial one. 
sub funny was like a little bit harsh, but funny. A little bit <laughs> harsh. Like, <laughs> or a little bit it. harsh, but true. Somebody sent me a meme where she was like, I feel for that kid. And she was like, he was a stupid kid running around. He got caught up in all this, but I do feel for him. There's sympathy. And the meme was like, he's tapping that later. Like, <laughs> for sure, he's going to tap that. I was like, that's fucked up. She looks like but, shit. Yeah, that freaking um, one with the skateboard is like really spreading really fast. Oh, yeah. But the um, Kyle Rittenhouse one. With, with the Wikipedia article about the Battle of Kenosha. Yeah, dude, that shit is hilarious. Where it's like, it, it is down 11%. They're suppressing it hard. Oh, yeah, dude, they don't want any of this to get out. A lot of people are saying the same thing. They're like, dude, all this stuff I put about him, which isn't even incorrect, it's factual. It's something as little as Rittenhouse acquitted. It's being taken down. Or there's fact checkers and shit, like, getting in the way. I'll say it. They're a bunch of faggots, man. I hate fact checkers so much, dude. I don't care who I offend. They're a bunch of faggots. Fag checkers. That's what I call them. But shit, man, we ran into the dead end here. Um, Just like Austin said, you need to go to our fucking page. We got a page and a group. The group, I think you have to request to be added to it, but it's the Great Girth Podcast Facebook page. Then there's the Great Girth Podcast Community Group. Um, you guys can definitely check out our episodes as well as backlog of older episodes at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. And if We're you, on... love, a... yeah, if you love America, go to my fellow American group on Facebook. Absolutely. I'm happy with the result of that group. It's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. Check it out. Even if you don't like what it represents, go on there so we can talk to you and then harass you. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm more than willing to have people on there that'll debate me. Just know, though, there's a ton of other people on there that believe the same thing as me. So that's kind of like going into the wrong hood. It's like going into Mont Ghetto and getting lost. You're not getting out. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Again, check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. We're also on Rumble. That's kind of in the process. YouTube, we're getting to that. Otherwise, stay blessed, stay awake, not woke. Austin, sir, I will see you on Friday. Adios.